In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you don't have to turn to it unless you want to. It's a familiar passage. Most of you know it by heart. But ye shall receive what? Power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. If you couple with that, Mark chapter 16, verses 15 to 18, these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall go and preach the gospel of the kingdom. Is that the extent of it? There's more, isn't there? They shall also do what? Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. What else? They will what? Cast out devils. What else? Speak with new tongues. What else? Well, there's one more thing in there that we don't like to talk about. They'll take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing. John chapter 14 and verses 12 to 14, Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says they're going to do greater works. He says, believers are going to do the same works that I do in greater works. How? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of of his might be strong in the power of his might could I ask you a question how do we get strong in the Holy Spirit how do we get strong in the Holy Spirit does anyone know anyone have an idea absolutely we even have a scripture for that don't we in the book of Jude building yourselves up in your most holy faith praying in the Spirit second praise is an important part of being strong in the Spirit certainly the word is these are things that strengthen us in the Holy Spirit bearing in mind that it is in the Holy Spirit that we do spiritual warfare second Corinthians chapter 10 is a good scripture though we walk in the flesh we do not war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but what mighty the weapons of our warfare are mighty through what through God to what to the pulling down of stronghold casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. In Luke 22, 31 and 32, Jesus is ministering to his disciples. Luke 22, 31 and 32. He's saying to Simon Peter here, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Do you believe that the devil wanted the apostle Peter? I believe he did. I think he knew that the apostle Peter was going to do some damage to his kingdom, don't you? And Jesus told him plain out, Peter, the devil wants you. But guess what? I have prayed for you. What do you suppose he was doing? What do you suppose you would call that? Intercessory prayer, spiritual warfare, right? The devil had asked Jesus for Simon Peter, and Jesus said, no, you can't have him. So the devil didn't get him, did he? We have believers, maybe our friends, our family members, and we see the devil trying to get them. What do we do? We should tell the devil, get your hands off. That's God's property. There's something we need to understand, folks. The devil is a trespasser. He has no right in us, on us. He has no right. Now, he tries to lie to us and tell us that he does. But remember, he always lies. Always, even when he tells the truth, he lies. You can never, ever believe the devil or any of his demons. So you have to tell him concerning your family and your friends, devil, you are a trespasser. You have no right to that life. That life belongs to God. It's dedicated to God. It's consecrated to God. It's God's property. You get out. Now, here's the difference between praying and spiritual warfare. 